0: As the Nationals lost 1-6 to the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday, there were some bright performances on the day, but there is also one shining moment that wasn't the brightest moment of the season. We're going to get into all of that and more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code Locked On MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And again, thank you guys for tuning in today and all the everydayers out there. I'm Ryan Clary, I'm the host. Of this said podcast with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. If you haven't already, check us out over on YouTube at Locked On Nationals. You can find us and hit that subscribe button as you will see a very nice new layout that you will definitely want to see. But make sure to subscribe on today's show. We're going to be discussing a little bit about this Washington Nationals bullpen and stuff that I am seeing that I like, but also. Don't really like because the Nationals bullpen, I thought was going to be the strong point heading into this season. So far, it hasn't really been the strong point of anything at this point in 2023. But also we're going to talk about Kibet Ruiz and Kibet Ruiz. Don't check the numbers yet because I checked them for you. We're going to discuss his May so far as we sit here just one day before June. And it has not been a good month. From Mr. Kibert Ruiz, but we're going to start with discussing yesterday's game. As I said, the Nationals lost 6-1 to yesterday, and as it may seem bad, if you're a box score billy, is what I call them, and you just check the box score, which some fans do, it's fine. You would look at that and say, what a terrible game. And it was a bad game, you could say. It wasn't close. There was never a really portion of the game that was close past the fifth or the sixth inning. And obviously, we know this. Trevor Williams so far this season has been a pleasant surprise. Sitting in a 393 ERA on the 2023 season, Trevor Williams has kind of been the anchor of this starting rotation staff. Sitting in the four and the five slot, whichever you want to call him as the starter in this rotation specifically, he's been relatively good. A three nine three ERA, a sub-4 ERA for someone who, back when he was a full-time starter in 2020, got rocked with the Pittsburgh Pirates. This was an important step for Trevor Williams yesterday. And honestly, he should have been out of that jam in that fifth inning if it wasn't for C.J. Abrams booting a ball. C.J. Abrams yesterday, one out, Taylor made double play up the middle, he boots the ball, and guess what? Six unearned runs. Then come across the board. It should have been a double play. Trevor Williams should have been out of the inning. Everything was going to be just fine. The Nationals even had a one to nothing lead at that point. They were playing really well compared to going up against Bobby Miller, who I believe is one of the brightest pitching prospects in the game right now. And the Nationals were faring well against him. Bobby Miller is not a joke of a pitcher. And yes, you know, we talk about how these young pitchers, it takes a little while for them to come in. Not for the Dodgers. They get their prospects. They put them on the major league mound, and they're a Cy Young contender year in and year out. It's just the way that they are. Dustin May, Walker Bueller, and now Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller is legit, and people are going to see that as the season continues to go on. And it was only his second start up in the bigs, and the Nationals didn't get the best of them. They did not. And even then, he still dominated the Nationals pretty much most of the game. But Trevor Williams yesterday – I can't talk about enough about how good he was yesterday, especially in that rough fifth inning when everything was just starting to melt down. C.J. Abrams boots the ball with one out. And then guess what? The floodgates just simply open from there as James Altman gets a sack fly to score Jason Hayward, followed by a a Freddie Freeman double that scores two runs to make it three to one. And then J.D. Martinez, right-handed bat, three-run home run to make it six to one, and that is six unearned runs according to MLB Pipeline, according to all these things. Trevor Williams, he had his best stuff yesterday. He was looking good, and a lot of people say, well, he still gave up those hits. They should be earned runs, whatever you want to say about that. But at the end of the day, he shouldn't have been in that situation. And these pitchers are human after all. I try to think of this as a human element a lot a lot of times, because not a lot of people really think that way. Trevor Williams, we all know that ball. Every person in that ballpark, all 40,000 of the Dodgers fans in that sold-out crowd yesterday, they knew C.J. Abrams should have made that play. Taylor made double play for a big leaguer. The expectation is for you to make that play. C.J. didn't. Then it leads to the six-run poop show that we just call that inning. And the floodgates just opened, and it wasn't enough for the Nationals to stop. They could not hit after that. The whole team seemed flat. And these are plays at the end of the day that C.J. Abrams will have to eventually make. I'm not going to harp on him now. While, wow. Well, I guess you could say I'm harping on him because that loss is on him in my mind. You have to make these plays as a shortstop, as a starting, as a 22-year-old you got to make the routine plays, and that was one of those routine plays that we have seen him kind of miss at some points this year. We haven't really seen the flashiness just yet as we saw in September of last year with C.J. Abrams over at shortstop, but right now he's got to start finding those plays and really making the routine ones because we know what he can do. He is a defensive specialist in my mind, but we haven't seen that portion of him so far in this season. We've seen a lot of downside from the fielding parts to where it's sloppy fielding, not really setting his feet on throws and digging them in the dirt a lot of the time and Dominic Smith having to save him. We've talked about that plenty of times on the show. But C.J. Abrams is just going to have to relax, play his game, and do what he does best, which is being a solid fielder. So at this point, is it a massive concern for me over what I think of C.J. Abrams and what I think he can do? On the defensive side of things, not this early on in the season. I still believe in what he has, which is the talent. Because at the end of the day, he did have a relatively good game. Hitting in the only run that the Nationals had. It was stroked for his, his career-high exit velocity of 112.5 miles per hour. Which, again, is what we want to see from this young buck 22-year-old. We need to see it from him. But on the defensive side of things, that is where he has to make these plays. Because Trevor Williams looked great yesterday. I can't tell you enough how good that Trevor Williams looked. And especially for a four or five starter the way that Trevor Williams is, to get a quality start every five days from what we have been getting from T-Will. That's important. Especially going up against this Dodgers lineup. As we saw yesterday, if you make mistakes – a good team like the Dodgers will capitalize on it. And that's what separates the good teams from the great teams. The Dodgers, guess what, are a great team, sitting at 33-22, first in the NL West, per usual. So CJ has to make those plays to stop the floodgates from opening because you don't really know what would have happened after that. That's all they had, the six runs in that fifth inning yesterday. The bullpen came in and looked relatively really well, for Thaddeus Ward and others as well that we're going to get into later on in the show today. But C.J. Abrams costed the Nationals a win yesterday. Say it as it is. got to make that play. You have to help out your defense, and that is something that we saw last year with the Nationals. That was 2022 Washington Nationals yesterday. You make an error, you let the floodgates open, and all hell breaks loose. We haven't really seen that a lot this year, which is a great thing and that is why the Nationals have been so much better on early on this season. But we're going to talk a little bit more about this Dodgers series, but before we get into the rest of this Los Angeles Dodgers series, we're going to have to take a look at Keybert Ruiz, a former Los Angeles Dodgers, the Nationals' key prospect that they got in return in that Max Scherzer-Trey Turner deal. Keybert Ruiz has had a very rough Month of May, and are you starting to get a little bit worried about his production at the plate? Because his numbers right now are not good to say the least. We're going to talk about Key Bear Ruiz, but before we get into the Key Bear season, I'm going to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel and guys. The NBA playoffs are here and make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Here's what I love. With the NBA Finals, now you got the Miami Heat facing off against the Denver Nuggets. The eight seed versus the 1 seed in the NBA Finals. I'm going to ride with Jimmy Butler and the Heat. I'm going to take the Heat plus points every single night because I will never bet against that organization called the Miami Heat. And there's no better to place bets at the playoffs and the FanDuel Sportsbook. America's number one sportsbook. And visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and getting no sweat first. Bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And now we get back into it as Key Ruiz has been a topic of discussion as when you're a catcher, you don't really have to look at all the offensive metrics and really dictate the kind of season that he is having. Kiber Ruiz has been his normal, really solid self behind the plate so far in 2023. Even then, he hasn't been as good as he was last year, in my opinion, on the defensive side of things. But you know what he's been a tad better at? At least we thought was at the plate. But when you look at the numbers so far in the month of May, the month of May has not treated Keybert Ruiz well. As we all know this, Kiber Ruiz is a power bat. If you don't know that because you haven't really seen it so far, that's what we were promised. That's what he did down in the minor leagues. That's what got him to draw so much attention down in that Los Angeles Dodgers system was the power bat, the switch-handed bat that can hit from both sides of the plate. And you've seen a lot more power from that left side of the plate rather than the right side. But again, you haven't been able to see that so far in the major leagues with the Washington Nationals as the month of May has treated him really bad so far in the year of 2023 as April wasn't the worst of months as he finished April with a relatively Really good slash line of a 281, 354, 393. That was good for a 747 OPS. Well, in the month of May, this is where he sits right now. He's batting 160 with a 225 OBP, a 272 SLUG, and that's a 496 OPS. The win probability added is a 0.795. All these different metrics to show what he has done at the plate, are not faring well for Keybert Ruiz. And this is what we have seen from him at times. When he is hot, he is hot. As we saw early on in this season, he was killing the baseball. You've seen a lot of exit velos. And Keybert Ruiz, while he is a tough out, striking out only eight times in 81 at-bats so far in May, Keybert Ruiz has not been his usual self. And as we've seen two home runs for the kid, You're just not seeing the production that you want to see from him. The Nationals gave him that big contract extension this offseason. And when you get that extension, you have expectations. You have greater expectations, even if you're still only 24 years old. In which Kibert Ruiz still is young, in my mind. And this is only his second full season in the major leagues. But when you're a prized prospect, and when you get that contract extension, Your expectations go up. You expect this person to produce, whether it's a pitcher, a catcher, a first baseman, your expectation is to produce. And if you do not, then you're going to get called out for it. And Kiber Ruiz hasn't been his normal self so far in the month of May. And a lot of people would say, well, you're facing pretty good pitching staffs going up against the Cubs and the the Diamondbacks, the Marlins the Padres, the Dodgers yesterday with Bobby Miller. But still, when you're Kibet Ruiz, when you have these expectations, you were also one of those high prospects. You're supposed to be putting the barrel on the ball, and you haven't done that so far in the month of May. And that, to my point there, is a little concerning considering the fact that his numbers and his deep dive analytics aren't really helping him too much either. As we've seen it with Kiber Ruiz, when he hits the ball and when he gets a hold of that baseball, it's going to go places. He does have that hit tool and that power ability to where he can find that good stroke and really do damage with it. Now, while he's one of the hardest hitters, literally, to strike out in all of baseball, he is in the 100th percentile of striking out, but here's where he kind of struggles at. His hard hit percentage, he's in the 25th percentile. His average exit below is in the 28th percentile. His barrel percentage is in the 53rd percentile, which is about above average. Kiber Ruiz, you see these hard analytics that we haven't been able to really see so far in 2023, and it hasn't really translated. Nothing has really translated so far for Keybert Ruiz. While the strikeouts and the lack of strikeouts, rather, is a good, impressive sign of a mature hitter, yes, that's great. Not striking out putting the ball in play, I'll take that any day of the week over a high strikeout rate. But when you're only hitting the ball of a hard hit percentage, whatever that qualifies, is only the 25th percentile. That is not good from a power switch hitting catcher. He's not Adley Rutschman. Hell, he's not even named that catcher from the last decade, Salvador Perez. He's not anyone like that. He's not that talented, you could say, of a Salvador Perez type. But he does have power. And he does have the motion of the ocean, is what I say, to actually put these things in perspective and do it and put everything together and piece a bat together and hit the ball for power. He just simply hasn't been able to do that so far up to this point. Now, what I would like to see from Keybert Ruiz, because you're like, okay, well, you're talking about how this guy hasn't been good so far in 2023, and you're right, I have been saying that a lot, but he is a switch hitting catcher, and when you're only going up against right-handed pitchers, Keybert Ruiz can actually hit the heck out of those guys. Going up against right-handed pitchers so far this season, he's got a 627 OPS, which is nothing great. Then he's going up against left-handed pitchers, and his slugging is down by 12 points. So Kiber Ruiz has been slightly better from the left side of the plate when you're counting hard-hit metrics and all of those things above. But Kiber, he's got to put it together. Because the time is now when you get that extension, You have to prove yourself. You have to continue to prove yourself. Because he never proved himself over the last year and a half. I still believe in what he can do. In the Nationals, the extension that one that he signed and the one that we gave him, there's no losing that for anyone. For Kiber Ruiz maybe, but not for the Nationals. I'm not nearly concerned about that. But he's going to have to start putting together better at-bats and hitting the ball with authority the way that he was down in the minor leagues, the way that the Nationals expected him to be as soon as we called him up in the fall of 2021. So he's going to have to start putting it together one way or the other. Is it giving up batting from the right-handed side of the plate? Because I personally like his left-handed swing much more than his right-handed swing. Maybe that. Maybe simple things down for him. And get hard contact and prioritize that over not striking out. Swing out of your shoes for once. Swing it. Seriously. It's not that hard. Actually, I say that while I'm sitting here uh, complaining that I didn't eat my breakfast this morning. That's not cool. It is hard. But still, Kibera you're a pro. You're a a common, common feature here with this Washington Nationals team he's got to turn around and he has to improve these numbers as the season goes on because not everyone should be worried about him because at the end of the day he's not bad he's not hurting this team because of the way that he has been behind the plate defensively but you do need to see more production from this portion of the season you need to see the slugging numbers go up that's why June is a huge month for Kiber Ruiz. It could be his biggest month of the season so far, only out of two, two months here. But again, you start off April hot. You kind of slow down a little bit as that month went on. And then come May, you've fallen off. You've fallen apart. And we've seen that with him at times over the last year. But it's still only a year and a half full time in the major leagues. No one should be giving up on Keybert Ruiz, but it is a cause of concern, and that's why I am a little bit worried about the lack of production so far in 2023. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as the Nats play the Dodgers tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And you're going to talk about that because Jake Irvin is on the mound tonight for the Washington Nationals. That'll be a fun watch, but you can catch the Nats hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search nationals. And next, we're going to talk about the bullpen and some of the pieces that I think should be getting a little more work when it's all said and done. I'm going to tell you guys about that, but we're going to take a break. I'll be right back. And now we get into the Washington Nationals bullpen. As I touted a lot about this bullpen heading into 2023, I thought it was going to be a much better version of a bullpen that we saw at the end of last year as the Nationals, I thought had relatively very good situations and something that we wanted to see as a team. But right now the Nationals bullpen has a 4-4-5 ERA on the season. They've given up about, I would say 95 or in runs on the season up to this point. It hasn't been that pretty. It hasn't been as well executed as I thought. I thought Kyle Finnegan was going to come in and be that closer. I thought Hunter Harvey was going to come in and be that stud setup man. I also thought Matt Cronin left-handed pitcher down in the nationals farm system. I thought he would be in the majors in this point, helping it out because as you still understand this, The Nationals don't have a left-handed arm in the bullpen, which I still think is insane with the way that this Nationals team has managed the bullpen. But there is one pitcher who I believe who has stepped it up in the month of May. And while some of his numbers aren't really helping him, as we have seen him hurt himself time and time again, it's still impressive nonetheless coming from Thaddeus Ward who is coming off a Tommy John surgery just a few years ago. And Thaddeus Ward was the number one overall pick in the Rule 5 draft. A lot of people say, like, oh, send him down to the minor leagues. Nuh-uh. Now the Rule 5 draft, you cannot send him down in the main. He's got to have to stay on the major league roster, and that is why he hasn't really been used as effectively as the Nationals would have wanted him to be. And it's because of his own self-inflicted errors as of recent. He walks a ton of batters so far in this month. And really, when you look at his numbers, when you look at what he does, Thaddeus Ward has the stuff. He's got the breaking pitch. And you saw that electric breaking pitch just yesterday. But I like Thaddeus Ward. I like what this guy brings to the table. And in the month of May, while it wasn't his prettiest month, you did see some improvements from the fact that he had a 3 4 8 ERA in eight appearances and 10 and a third innings pitch. He only gave up three hits in those 10 and the third innings. But here's his problem he walked eight batters in those 10 innings, only struck out six in that time being. And his fielding independent pitching was way up at a six nine six. 6. And some people may ask, well, what is a fielding independent pitching stat? And it's really a stat that just measures a pitcher's effectiveness at preventing home runs, walked, hit-by-pitches, and causing strikeouts, which Thaddeus Ward, again, only struck out six in the month of May in 10 innings while walking about eight batters. It wasn't pretty. But then you look at these metrics and the way that batters are hitting against him in the month of May, and his batting average is way down there, which is what not a lot of people expected from a guy who listened. Hasn't been his normal self. Hasn't been his best version of Thaddeus Ward so far in 2023. But he's got a 1.22 whip on the season. He's only allowing 4.1 hits per nine innings. 1.5 home runs per nine innings. But his walk rate is about a seven walks per nine innings. That is where he is killing himself. Which, at the end of the day, we talk about all these things with Mackenzie Gore. With Josiah Gray back in the day. These young pitchers. It's not just the Nationals that get into this tr- struggle. It's everyone. It's Tanner Rainey back when he came up in 2019 for the Nationals. He walked a ton of pitchers. Because he was ultra effective in that 2019 season. But it was because of the way that he walked batters. So at the end of the day, I fully expect Thaddeus Ward to one work through the problems that he has had. He's only pitching in 19 and two-thirds innings so far in 2023. He should be pitching a lot more than that, in my opinion. And come September and August, and as we get deeper on in the summer, I expect the Nationals to develop Thaddeus Ward. I expect them to use him a little bit more later on in games because this is someone who was brought in as a starting pitcher. That's what he was. That's what he was developed as when he was a fifth-round pick by the Boston Red Sox. This guy was utilized as a starting pitcher. He isn't just a reliever that goes one inning. This is a long-inning relief guy. He's someone who can come in and start in a pinch, give you a few quality innings. He's also someone that has proven to come in just for an inning, keep the run in the game close. So Thaddeus Ward, I want to see Davey Martinez use him and there's this 26-year-old who is still a young gun, in my opinion, someone who has the potential to be a stud bullpen guy. The Nationals need to use him and utilize him as that. Because the bullpen keep on going to Hunter Harvey and Mason Thompson and Carl Edwards Jr. and Rosmer Ramirez. It's not working out that well at this point. And while the bullpen hasn't been the biggest issue so far of the 2023 season, it certainly hasn't helped us in any winning situation. And Davey Martinez is starting to be predictable when it comes to managing his bullpen, which is one of the worst feats that you can have as a manager. You do not want to come predictable. And some people may say, well, you don't have anyone else to go to. Well, you also have to give people a shot. And I think Thaddeus Ward, in a high-leverage situation, would actually be a good, promising start there. The Nationals just have to use him. They just have to trust him. The way that they've trusted Mason Thompson and Hunter Harvey. Thaddeus Ward should be in that conversation. You got nothing to lose in 2023, especially going up against the Dodgers. You got nothing to lose with these guys. So, Davey Martinez, utilize these guys better. Trust, trust, just trust the process. The Nats play the Dodgers tonight at 10 10 eastern time catch every pitch of the nets hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app just search nationals thank you guys for making locked on nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast i do want to plug a show on friday which is just a few days away from now I'll be talking with Lindsey Crosby from Locked On MLB Prospects. We're going to be doing a deep dive into the national system, but we're going to start out talking about this MLB draft as a lot of people are starting to think that the number one overall prospect, Dylan Cruz, could be falling into the lap of the Washington Nationals. And if he does, boy, oh boy, would that be a cause for joy. We're going to discuss everything about the Nationals farm system and that MLB draft come this Friday. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow as we'll be breaking down more of this Nationals game. Bet Ruiz, I want to see some slugging numbers from you tonight, my friend. Let's go Nats beat the Dodgers.